Um, Damn, we didn't mention in Bruges in this. Who's that uh, in this one? Colin, say something about in Bruges, and we can cut it into the middle somewhere. <laughs> uh, something, something. Uh, Colin Firth was not in this movie, so therefore, uh, not enough not, British. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Amped About Movies podcast. I'm David, and today Chad, Colin, Andrew, and I will discuss the 2020 Best Picture nominee, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, which is available on Netflix at the time of this recording. This movie was written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, and it stars Eddie Redmayne, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, John Carroll Lynch, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Frank Langella. A quick plot synopsis for the uninitiated. This is the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. There will be spoilers in this podcast, so we highly recommend you watch the movie before listening. Next week, we'll be watching Saving Private Ryan, which is currently available on Netflix at the time of this recording. Okay, we're going to go around and get some first impressions. I am definitely curious to hear what you thought about the movie, Colin. Thanks, David. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I think it, this is a very important movie for the time that we're living in. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, modern parallels that you can kind of pull from this movie from the 1960s to now. Um, I thought it was incredibly well acted. Uh, I thought the the script and the pacing was fantastic. Um, I never was confused what was going on. They were very, um, like it was a very engaging film um, for what's going on. Like the narration wasn't over like heavy handed always cutting into like Sasha Baron Cohen or, or a different character kind of explaining what's going on when they would cut into the actual events I thought the initial scene where they're going through and like highlighting each of the seven was fantastic because they would cut like in the middle of a sentence and it would show the, the differences between each of the the people and it really showed to the audience that it they it wasn't one group um, of individuals but it was it was multiple subsets of people with different views and reasons why they were at the park on that day um yeah i thought all the acting was great i thought the um sasha Baron cohen's character absolutely incredible Redmayne's character also gave an amazing performance personally i love uh, i really liked watching this movie because i thought <laughs> i loved all the midwest accents in it all the chicago especially when they like interviewing <laughs> the thoughts and stuff i thought that was fantastic uh michael keaton's character I know he's in the film for all of like five minutes, but I thought he absolutely killed it. He's good in everything he does, but I, I thought that was great. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love this movie. Um, I, I can see why it's up for so many awards. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely up there for one of the, the best like, uh, like courtroom movies, you know, like uh, My Cousin Vinny and all. I think that's a whole genre unto itself, but uh, I got really into a YouTube channel called Legal Eagle which is just Ooh, a little yeah, weird. Yeah, so I, I watched this movie, um, and I saw his review earlier. So, um, I, I mean, <laughs> I know about the case, so it's not like I had much spoilers going on. But it was cool for him to kind of talk about the the, the different, um, how the movie portrays it different than the actual fact. Um, I also watched Legally Blonde this week, so I can, you know, compare the mm. two. Very similar. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it off to the other guys, too. I won't take too long. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll hand it over to Beard, a.k.a. Andrew. What did you think about this movie? Um, this movie was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was possibly the most exciting and captivating movie that we've watched in a while. Like, I was, I was very engaged the entire time. 
And I agreed with a lot of the things that Colin said too, especially what you were saying. And also I think what, what Hunter um, told us in the group last night where like, I thought this movie that like the content was like very relevant to what was going on um, these days. And I don't know if that was intentional, by the way. Like, I don't know if they, like, after what happened last summer, they yeah. were like, ah, this is, like, the right time to make this movie. Or if it was just a coincidence. But it, yeah. it did kind of line up nicely. Other than that, uh, it was, uh, let's see, it was, I, I thought it did a really good job of holding the attention to, especially for courtroom dramas. Like, you mentioned a couple of Colin um, that are, are, I think, like, they're they're kind of, like, more on the comedy end of courtroom dramas. A lot of the courtroom dramas I've seen are like the ones from like the 60s or whatever that are like a lot more dry. Like 12 um, Angry Men and stuff? Yeah, like 12 Angry Men. And there was another one, too, I'm trying to remember. It had uh, Jimmy Stewart. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like three hours long. And like with some of those, it's it's kind of tough because I think it's very easy for a, t- a movie like that to kind of get lost in like the courtroom minutiae. Especially if it... Sorry, I was going to say, I think there's certain, like, lawyer, like, attorney, uh, like, courtroom case movies that were, like, was written, like, by a lawyer, you know, because they're, like, they include everything and they love, I think maybe they think people want to tune in for, like, objection, like, you know, like, resolved or whatever. Um, But, yeah, like, as as a uh, layman, when it comes to a lot of court procedures, like, I think they did a really great job in this one where it kind of showed how batshit the the judge was, especially when they... When they gagged uh, Bobby Seal, that was mm. I knew that was happening. That was nuts. Like, My God. Yeah. yeah, that was okay. Sorry, Andrew, go ahead. Um, no, sorry. you're good. And and but I'm I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because I actually had no concept of this historical event before I watched this movie, so I went in totally oh, okay. cold. And so like when some of those things happened, like you mentioned the judge, like I like right off the bat I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Like this is this is not going to turn out well because this judge is like off the rails or like when Bobby seal was gagged and stuff, I was like sitting there with my jaw, like hanging open, like what is going on? Yeah. Um, so it like, it really like had like a big punch <laughs> when I watched it, I guess. But, but yeah, so, and, and I think, like I said, it was, it was good at not dwelling on all the courtroom scenes. And I think one thing we really liked about Quentin Tarantino when we were watching those movies is that Tarantino's good at, showing not telling and i thought this movie also did a good job of that because they would they they edited it in such a way that like they would cut in like three different points of view of whatever scene or whatever um, event they were talking about in the courtroom and they would like show you little clips of it so that like while it wasn't just like people um, giving testimony and explaining what was going on you could kind of like see what their point of view was while that was happening um, which I really liked and kind of like other courtroom dramas, they kind of, they kind of treated the audience in a sense, like a juror where they're kind of like giving you the story, like piece by piece as if it's like evidence presented um, in a courtroom, which I thought was cool. And so, yeah, I kind of thought the editing overall was, was really solid for that reason. And also the reason that Colin mentioned about like in the beginning where they would just like cut in at the middle of the sentence and like completed by another character. I thought that was really awesome. And just generally, it had great writing, too. Like, it was, again, not just, like, drama, but they also, like, cut it in with, like, witty dialogue and, like, quick jabs between the characters. And it was kind of, like, fun and satirical in, in some senses. So it was it was just a really well-balanced movie. Great performances, I agree. So it was very solid. Awesome. Thanks, Beard. All right, let's hear from Chad. What did you think about this movie? 
I think that both uh, both of you guys really hit the nail on the head. A really tightly written script, very, very well acted, some really solid editing, some really snappy editing, some very intelligent and a little bit different editing for something like this that I think really drove home what was critical for this movie to nail, and that was engaging the viewer. I think if this film had floundered even a little bit at some point with its pacing or with something coming up that kind of took you out of the story, it would have been very, very difficult to get re-engaged at some point. So I really applaud everything that the film did in order to keep you invested in the story the entire time. Cause it's not a short movie mm-hmm. and it's really about just this trial. And I very much agree that there are some, some trial dramas out there that are not enjoyable to watch for 90 minutes, let alone for something that's over <laughs> two hours. So I thought it was superb at capturing a really important event that I had no idea about. Uh, mm. Definitely something that I had no historical context for before I watched this film, but it's important to to tell these stories. And I thought that they told it in a very, very solid way. Like I, it, This to me was just a very solid movie across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough for me to point to something and be like, this is the best instance of this that I've ever seen. But I mean, a, in every category, I can think of areas or scenes where I went, that was really well done. And I, I applaud the movie for a lot of attention to detail and for really focusing on just building something solid from, from beginning to end. Yeah. I, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. I would probably actually watch it again, having seen it once and, and now, you know, kind of doing what Colin did and going and, and watching some reviews and some YouTube videos, getting a little bit more historical context. I think I might, I might go back and, you know, maybe six months from now or something like that. If I'm looking for something to watch, I would watch this again because Oh, yeah. I think having a little bit more historical context and a, a little bit more of a perspective and going back and, and seeing it a second time, I think it would be really interesting to do. Mm-hmm. And the totally. only only other thing that I would add is definitely Colin, Michael Keaton, kills it in everything <laughs> that he's in. Like It feels like the direction they gave him was like, we need you to play a man who just radiates power and authority. And he was like, <laughs> easy done like you, it's, you it's amazing how commanding he is <laughs> oh, yeah. in every scene and i'm like god like that was beautiful. yeah i remember that i was i just yeah like i said i just watched it um and yeva was sitting next to me where i was the scene when he's like in the courtroom and like the judge is like essentially like asking him for like advice or something and i was like this is i was like i was like that's the attorney general i was like that's <laughs> legit like i literally in my head i was like i know it's also michael keaton but i'm like he, he, I don't know, whatever he does, like Michael Keaton, it's even funny because like a lot of time I think of Michael Keaton, I think of him like from the other guys too, which yeah. is like a role that's, not really, but he's just like, he also can play like the guy that also works at Bed Bath & Beyond like super well. I don't know. I think Michael Keaton's just like a treasure that we should he protect is. at all costs. Yes. Dude, the first Michael Keaton movie I ever saw was the Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that was like the first movie I ever saw he that had him in that one too. And I and and I remember like my friend Ian being all like, "Dude, it has Michael Keating in it? It's amazing." I was like, "Okay, I mean, who's that?" And now I'm like, "Yeah, it does." Have you it's seen amazing. Birdman? No, I still haven't seen Birdman, so uh, I need Birdman's to get on that. good. 
that was the but first yeah. Michael Keaton movie I saw, um, and I would love to watch it again. I haven't seen it since I was in high school. So put it on the list. <laughs> All <laughs> right. The list. Uh, our list is growing in terms of quality. I appreciate that. So <laughs> uh, anyway, I will just add a few things to top off what you guys said. I thought there were some amazing scenes in this movie. Completely agree that the pacing was on point. Um, I especially loved the scene where. Well, so a big thing for me in terms of courtroom dramas is getting to the bottom of things. What is the truth, you know? And I think this movie really did weave in, like, the different viewpoints that everyone had at the time and then helped it to kind of get you to the the real point. Like, with Michael Redmayne, or his name isn't Michael Redmayne, is it? Anyway, um, shoot. The guy who was kind of like the the one who stood up on accident. You know oh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, Hayden. Hayden, yeah. Wait, I was doing research on him. Did you know he was married to Jane Fonda? No. Thomas was at the time or was later? No, 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 afterwards. Like, he kind of, he became, like, a, a big politician. Like, I think he was in the California State Legislature for, like, right. many years. They talk about Six it at the terms. end of it. But, yeah, I was, like, Googling him about that because he, he was talking about how he was the pallbearer of Bobby Kennedy. And I was like, that's insane. I was like, yeah. is that true? Uh, yeah. But that, he was, I think that's true. He was at least at the funeral. They Like, there's a bunch of articles about that. Um, but yeah, he was like married to Jane Fonda for like 10 years in the seventies, which wow. blows my mind. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. What a dude. Um, okay. anyway, Tom Hayden, Eddie Redmayne was, was the one who played him. Tom Hayden, uh, that scene where like, it's kind of coming out that he said something that might have incited the riot and they're like the, the defense lawyer is, is inter like William Kunstler is interrogating him and pretending to be the prosecution and playing this like kind of role play back and forth. And he's being his, his defense. And I just thought the way that they weaved in the music, the flashbacks, everything was so well strung together that it truly created this emotional feeling of like, Oh man, like they got him, but then it flips and you realize they didn't get him. And that's when they decide to put Abby on the stand and he just totally crushes it, which is I love the way they weaved in humor in this movie, too, um, because, you know, it's it's a courtroom drama. It's kind of dry. They've got people sketching people in the background, um, but they, they were able to weave in the humor with stuff like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll take off my dangerous hat. It's like when you think about it, it's like it is so silly that people find those hats dangerous. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of a good humor in there. And uh, I just really, yeah, enjoyed it all the way through. And it, for a two-hour something, 15-minute movie or something it, like that, it did not it feel, did like, not feel like two hours. Whereas when you compare this, which I think is a very important comparison to Mank, which was, like, only two hours long, but almost covered similar material. Like, you know how we're talking about how this movie is relevant today? It covers things that, you know, kind of parallel today. Similar with, with Mank. Mank is covering things that are parallel to today. But it does it in such a more boring way that yeah. that, you know, this movie really shines whereas Mank made us I mean, most of us, you know, very unhappy. So I don't know, I just thought that was some interesting stuff to talk about. All yeah, right. I loved what you mentioned about the scene with um where Tom Hayden was was practicing his defense and they went yeah, with Abby. Yeah, and then I, I loved, like, the scene, like, immediately before that, where, like, Tom and Abby were just, like, exchanging yep. jabs. They were, like, kind of going at it. Like, they had such good character foil because, like, they they were, like, for the same cause but came from, like, completely different, yep. like, oh, yeah. backgrounds. Yep. Um, and 
and and they just had like such great banter between each other but also i love that it kind of resolved at the end too we're like the camaraderie they were, at the end was yeah. so good i love yeah. that Andrew, exactly what you're talking about who's like yeah. he's like oh you have an you have an issue with like your pronouns and he's like yeah, yeah. he's like yeah i read all your stuff he's like i read the poor huron statement yeah, like, i love that i that was, I, that was, I was like this is incredible like this yeah. is coming together yeah, which is exactly what Schultz at the beginning, the prosecutor, was talking about. He's like, if you unite these people as a group, you're basically going to unite all of their fans and all of their like followings into one group, which is what happened. I mean, yeah, it was a terrible move for the prosecution to, to even bring the, this suit. The, the start of it, I love when they uh, when Jerry Rubin and uh, Abby Hoffman are walking in, Sasha Bankart, the yippies, and someone there's an egg at him he catches it and i'm like i was like is that also real i was like is there a photo is there, there must be like a famous photo of jerry rubin just holding an egg or something and uh i love it because i just realized like after the movie wrapped i'm like oh yeah like there's also that one scene with the uh the uh uh under, under undercover agent uh the, the lady that like kind of became his girlfriend for 93 hours yeah also had an, a line about an egg oh yeah <laughs> like they threw all the egg lines at oh. jerry and i loved it that that joke was so funny. Like I, I've heard that joke before because it's a French joke, and I took French. And so <laughs> I, like, when I saw that, I was like, it was like, the, um, I felt like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio oh, when he's like yeah, pointing yeah, at the screen, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like that's the joke. I know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I thought I thought there was some really funny jokes, and I mean, it was actually just kind of comical the way that there were so many uh spies amongst the ranks, and they're yes. like. Maybe it's possible there were only seven protesters yeah, that and 10,000 <laughs> Chicago undercover police. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah, I'm going to really quick talk about um, one of our ratings is, is special effects when we rate these movies. And I thought the special effects of this movie were phenomenal. Um, the way they wove in like old clips, obviously that's not necessarily special effects that falls more under cinematography. But um, just the way that when the protests were happening, they truly felt like very real. The, the way that like... I mean, blood was splattering. I mean, it was, it was gruesome, but that kind of depicts the event. And I don't know, I've been listening to a lot of Office Ladies podcasts lately, and they always are talking about the background of how things go and the safety meetings behind all of the even minor stunts. And just to imagine the production that went into getting these really realistic, um, you know, protesting scenes, it was just crazy uh, to think about. And so I have to give them props for that. that I, I had to rate them very high on special effects. For sure. It's it also funny because we were we watched a, a Justice League Extended Edition last week, and like it feels like a majority of the movie's slow motion, for no reason. Um, sorry, I know I'm I'm attacking the movie. Hunter's not here, so it's completely he's without <laughs> representation. So uh, you know his lawyer is getting gallbladder so, surgery. So um, <laughs> yeah, of court. But um, it, there was like I think the ones there's like one scene with uh, slow mo in this movie is when. Um, uh, the guy gets like cracked in the head by the cop, and that's what prompted uh, Tom to say the uh, blood will run in the streets line, right? That's like the only scene with mm-hmm. with slow motion. It's used super well to convey a message, opposed to Zack Snyder being like, "I like slow motion." Also, <laughs> run fast. So both. Uh, I, I mean, I will. I'm not gonna lie. When I was rating the movies, my rating for this movie came in pretty close to my rating for Justice League, so I had to go and lower my rating for justice league a little bit to make to make it to make it fair um but these are very different movies i mean it's it's really hard to compare the two uh 
definitely very hard. I mean, I don't think so. One's good, one's not. Like uh, that, to me, that's pretty easy to compare. Thank you, Chad. Mm-hmm. All right, straight up savages here. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I want to say one more thing really quick. Uh, so when I was watching the movie with Sammy, there's that scene where they're kind of, kind of the seven or eight or nine of them are packed up against the window of that 50s style bar. That's that they're really talking up the fact that it's like locked in the 50s. And uh, and then they're like representing the 60s in a way and and the way that the 60s kind of crashed into the 50s when they break through the window. And it's not even necessarily that they wanted to do that. It's just that they were kind of forced to do that by the machine or like the big political organization at the time. And in this scene, it's the cops. And uh, and Sammy like paused the movie and like she was like, oh, my gosh, it's like the 60s crashing into the 50s. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. So I had to give props to Sammy uh, for that beautiful analysis. Anyway, that was very well analyzed. That that thought did not occur to me. So did not. Either. Bravo. Yeah, I know. I was very impressed. Anyway, I was going to say I um we talked about the acting a little bit and I thought like even the minor characters had really great performances i mean we already talked about michael keaton um another one was uh, john carroll lynch um who by the way this is like our third movie with him in it yeah i was like i was I, I was i was talking with my sister about this yesterday and like one of the things we were like wow yeah like i don't know if, if it's just that like we gravitate towards like movies that the same actors act in but like there's there's a bunch of <laughs> actors and actresses that are have been in like multiple movies we've watched anyway mm-hmm. um he 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 plays like the kind of like gentle guy really well, but mm-hmm. my sister made a really good point about like a scene, the, the, basically his last scene where he kind of like stood up and was like making a lot of statements and was like disrupting the court. And then like, eventually they tried to like subdue him and he like threw a punch and everything. And it like went against his whole thing where he, you always like took the peaceful approach and he's like talking to his son about mm-hmm. that and everything. And it all kind of happened really fast. And I didn't like, think about it that deeply at the time but my sister was pointing out she's like oh yeah like for just a very short scene it really conveys a lot of like conflict and like internal turmoil for that character Mm because you know he's it's the trial that's been going on for like six months he's just like really worn down about it and he like has to like show up every day and see how like the the deck's being stacked against him and all this other stuff and eventually he just kind of like breaks down and like breaks from his like normally peaceful um orientation and then like he cuts to his like his family and his like his wife and his kid like looked really sad and all this other stuff so yeah that it, part um, was absolutely heartbreaking it was yeah and and my sister explained it better but she, but she made a good point i thought it was uh it was definitely noteworthy yeah no that scene is amazing i i mean i thought they did a really good job of highlighting all the individual ca- uh people in the case like they each kind of got their moments to shine except for that was uh, awesome except for weiner and the other like yeah the, the two dudes who are kind of like the giveaways like, the whole bit was like yeah they don't matter so like we're not going to give a shit either <laughs> which is always yeah really which i thought was like i mean because at the beginning of the movie you know they're flipping back and forth between all of these different characters and kind of giving their little setups to why they were in chicago at the time and i thought that they did a really great job of showing those seven characters and then showing nothing of the other two characters so that when they show up in court, you're like, why are you even here? Which obviously like at the time probably was different. People might've known who they were, but like as an audience, the the focus is there, which I think is good for a movie like this 
there needs to be a certain focus, especially when there's seven different characters that are all being woven together as one quote unquote group. See, I, I think this is also kind of funny about how we watched Justice League last week because it's also like a team building movie with like backgrounds of multiple different people with different, you know, things going on. And they, this movie also had multiple different characters with different backgrounds and it did flawlessly go well, combine a cohesive story, want me to root for them opposed to a lesser movie would have done it worse, what I'm trying to say. That's mm. very insightful, Colin. Mm-hmm. Talking about like each of these characters' backstories and everything, and Andrew, I think this is something important that I learned from a Watch Mojo video about this. That scene where Dellinger punches the bailiff, not historically true. He didn't do it. That did not happen during the trial. Oh shit! <laughs> I, well, dang. From, from what I understood in the video, the egg isn't a, a real thing either. You're telling me the egg isn't real, shit? I didn't. I didn't look up the egg. The egg oh was not included God, in the video. God, I am but, Mm. I, I can research the egg for you and I'll get back to you. We can put it in the, the notes or something. But <laughs> I, the Dellinger scene, I agree, was like one of the most impactful scenes for me because I was like, oh, that's incredible. Like, that's crazy. Like, this has been so hard on these people and like so challenging to their worldview that like they're starting to break down and like question their worldview and like maybe go back on their principles. So I was like watching the video and they're like, yeah, Dellinger did not do that. There was this like a scene. Not a scene, but like there was a he caused a scene in court where like he stood up and was like yelling at the judge and was like, This is like ridiculous and unfair. And basically what he said was like, if we're guilty, give us a trial. And like if we're if you were guilty, like you say we are, just like let us have a fair trial and you'll find us guilty. But they thought that the scene of him punching someone was inspired from a fight that he got in in college where he knocked someone out and was so remorseful that he like swore off violence for the rest of his life so i thought that was really important and really interesting because not necessarily true but i thought that the act of causing physical violence to another person and then his remorse immediately after that really impactful for his character so i thought like it makes sense like you can't show him in college like knocking someone out and being remorseful but it didn't actually happen in the courtroom. So I thought it was an interesting way to include that bit of character about him while keeping it somewhat true, but mm-hmm. yeah, didn't, didn't punch a bailiff. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's good. I actually kind of respect that. Um, yeah. You know, generally about- I respect people who don't punch people. It's just my, yeah. you know, one of my sure. motifs. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about the, the Bobby Seal scene of him, like, bound and gagged i thought that, was, that they was played that so out well too. Up. it was just like they're building yeah. that right like continuing and like very apparent that he was like i don't have representation and then like they keep bringing it up and it keeps escalating to like that extent i thought it was crazy because like immediately before that they were talking about how his friend who was also in the movie very prominently up at that point was like essentially murdered by the police and mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was, that was. I think that was a really great scene, just kind of like showcase like the between Bobby Seal and the rest of the Chicago Chicago Seven. Yeah, I yeah, I thought they did that expert like fantastically. I uh, yeah, I thought it was. I was genuinely appalled. Obviously, like I think that's the intent, but the fact that he was in court for like ninety days with no representation, which is like one of the like things in the in the Bill of Rights, right? Uh, it's just. Not the Bill of Rights, but one of the amendments to the Constitution. Um, I just thought that was like, how is this happening? Like, how is this actually a thing that happened? And no one was like, this is illegal. You know, it's just crazy to me. 
Well, Colin, I don't know if this was the same like legal eagle video that you watched, but I watched one as well. And they brought up in that video that like in the film, it appears that he's like bound and gagged for, you know, minutes in one day. It was multiple days. Like it was like for a long period of time and it led to hundreds or no, was this hundreds of briefs being written or was this, I think it was because Bobby Seale. I think they, right? The entire case led to like just a watershed moment and like self-reflection, and all that stuff. I, and like, yeah, it's the, the, the judge presiding was just such a terrible dude. And apparently mm. he was like known even beforehand for being like just super biased and very like just terrible with his rulings and his courtroom antics. Mm. Um, yeah. Like that, the amount of contempt of court, which is like, I think has like a, like an actual sentence with it. It's like, yeah, you know, like months to like a year in prison or something like on the far end and like a, a fine, like the fact that he was throwing out, like he gave their lawyer 24 of them. Like how the hell I know that was so insane. 24 contempt of court. Like it, it just, yeah, it's insane to me. And like, I think they did a great job of, saying it's a political trial right and i think they really kind of leaned into that and showed the larger ramifications of it um which i think is why this movie is going to be known as like a really great film moving forward is it's taking it just beyond the courtroom drama and, and really showing it parallels to the the wider world that we're living in currently but yeah like back to like what i was saying before though it's like just freaking crazy about like even like the like the 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 two jurors that were like oh yeah we have two of those models our side and then like, immediately the the black yes. panther note thing and i thought there was great they that were like so yeah, nuts yeah like same thing they're like how oh, do mafia members send notes like what the hell yeah uh, that was i mean that was like jaw dropping to watch and we're, and from that point i mean you already knew that the deck was stuck stacked against them and that you had some pretty good lawyers working on the case and that they might have a chance but then after they literally strike the two jurors that were on their side from the beginning it's like okay dude there's there's something going on here which is a which is you know it's scary because i know when i was little the idea of being powerless against the state like genuinely scared me a lot when i mean little i mean like a few years ago since then i just kind of stopped caring but (laughs) i'm just like you know what screw it but um i don't know the idea of you know court is supposed to be this great equalizer like anyone can have their day in court anyone can have representation you know you have a fair trial by jurors of your countrymen and then you see this kind of stuff pulled and this was not that long ago i mean oh. like 50 50 years ago and it's just kind of kind of it's kind of crazy have you guys uh well i was gonna say have you guys ever been in court like you guys ever been to that kind of level of it's so weird because it's like it's so structured and like it's it's very like standing sitting and like you know very Mm -hmm. procedural and i thought it felt kind of like church almost yeah it's kind of funky and like it's it's you there's a lot of like things you just have to do for the sake of doing them and i always i think they handle this very well too about just how kind of silly that the standing thing is and like Mm -hmm. that type stuff but um i'm talking about kind of highlighting the um the prosecutors in this, I thought Josh Gordon-Levitt did an amazing job of not necessarily being like a quote unquote good guy or anything, but like someone who's like sticking by his morals more or less and just trying to be um, like, I don't know, adamant and transparent, like what he's doing opposed to like political pressures that he's under and, and stuff right. like that. They handled that super well. What it, mm-hmm. 
And I think the 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 meeting between uh, like Sasha like Sasha Baron Cohen's character, Abby Hoffman, and then the Jessica and Levitt's character like at the park, I thought that was really cool with their little yeah. interaction. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. They they did handle it well of showing both sides. And I mean, I also I don't know. I think a movie that can make me emotional about a court case pretty cool uh i definitely i'm not gonna i'm not ashamed to say that i cried at the end when he started reading the names I was I mean, up. it's kind of making me choke up a little bit right now just to think about it um but i loved how that you know i, I always appreciate when movies kind of set things up well uh such as this one where he was writing down the names from day one of the court case and like they kept reminding us of the fact that he's writing down names and that's what their ultimate goal is the whole time and at the very end they're like, this is our chance to basically make a statement, and it's the only statement we're going to get because we got screwed by this pretty much, you know, corrupt court system, and or at least this corrupt court case. And so we're going to take our moment to read all the names. It's what we got. And they did it, and it was so powerful. So I will say that, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen really nailed the accent that he was going for because yeah, he, he had a complicated accent to, to mark. I mean, I think uh abby hoffman was originally from like connecticut and then he like lived yeah. in california for a while so he has a very like distinct accent and frankly i did not know sasha baron cohen was in this movie until hunter sexted us that he thought sasha baron cohen did great and then i was like i knew it <laughs> <laughs> i was like i had a sneaking suspicion that was sasha baron cohen he well, looks like him but right. he doesn't sound like him at all so i wasn't sure yeah. I really like researching like all the different Chicago Seven, I because they're all their lives are like super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Rubin, the other yippie, um, he's from Cincinnati actually initially, mm-hmm. and then he like obviously did all this whole hippie movement counterculturalism, and then he became like a stockbroker. Oh, <laughs> which is nuts. That's so random, <laughs> right? He took that egg and he bet on it, and Instagram went wild. <laughs> I don't know. You guys want to go into scores? All right, we'll start with Colin. What did you rate this film? Yeah, uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was really enjoyable. I thought it was important. Uh, I thought it was really well-written, acted, well-paced. It's going to have a larger impact in general. Uh, honestly, same thing with Chad was talking about. I would not mind watching this you know, within the next couple months or so. I thought it was a great film. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely something I want to show my friends. Um, I don't have anyone who's like in law school currently, but but I would love to like watch it with someone like that. Just like kind of listen to their opinions on it too, just to see. So yeah. 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 Right on. Uh, I also did appreciate that this movie was on Netflix. I mean, I know it was made by Netflix, but just, you know, when a movie's on Netflix, always appreciated. Beard, what did you rate this film? Yeah, I gave it very consistently high scores across the board. Nine in enjoyability, nine cinematography, for a lot of the same reasons we talked about the, the editing was just just superb also the the music was good um i think david you kind of mentioned it like when they um in some of those montages when they were like kind of overlapping like shots of the protests and stuff and also like historical footage they had like kind of um they had music that kind of like evoked the right mood i thought it felt like protest music so i thought they did a good job with that too 79 overall Really solid score. Actually, um, same score as The Dark Knight. And uh, number 48 on my list. So, really good. Awesome. Awesome. Chad, what did you rate this film? 
I'm going to be pretty close to Andrew. I gave it pretty high marks across the board. Um, pretty much like solid eight, you know, average like eight across the board, pretty much. Um, definitely high scores for me in acting, uh, high scores in, in profoundness as well. Overall, 82. Definitely for me, higher than Mank. Um, if Mank wins <laughs> over this, I will be just crushed and I will firmly believe that there is no soul in, in film anymore. So uh, it'll be it'll be a sham trial. It'll be a complete show political theater if, if Mank wins this. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean that would be quite appalling. Uh, I ended up giving it a 79 as well, right right there with your beard. Um, I also gave it really high marks. I, I mean, when I rate things, I pretty much start as the opposite of beard from a 10 and work my way down. Um, and I'm just like, dang, like I can't give this movie bad scores. I mean, I gave it a six on soundtrack. It's probably my only lower score because I just didn't really feel like the soundtrack left an impression on me aside from that one scene. Um, but I thought everything else was just really great. Um so yeah, 79 overall. Well done, film. Um, I and uh, and just to add in here, Hunter couldn't be with us this weekend because he's spending some time with his family. But he also had to note that this movie was great. He thought it was well made with a great script and storytelling, as well as a great cast. He really admired Sasha Baron Cohen's acting, and he thought he deserves an Oscar for his performance as Abby Hoffman. Um, and he believes that this movie is just really relevant today as much as when these actual events occurred in 1969. So uh, just wanted to throw that in there to give Hunter a little shout out. Uh, by the way, I did want to say Sammy also really enjoyed this movie. She just wanted you guys to know. Nice. nice. Did she rate it? Is there a score? You have a score? She has a tab on her sheet. Um, 85. She gives it an 85. 85. Yeah. That's pretty right on with the rest of us. Yeah. I'll add it to the list. So I think that about wraps us up for this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed the movie if you got the chance to watch it. If not, we'd definitely recommend it. And uh, if you have any suggestions for future movies, you can write us at ampedaboutmovies at gmail.com or you can rate us on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this episode. As always, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>